Welcome to the God-Centered Concept. I'm your host, T.S. Wright. Episode 12, Preparing to Connect with God on a Deeper Level. Let's dive in today into how to start the process of deepening our connection to God. We've been learning about some different aspects that are really foundational to our faith. And we, we've talked about the process of how we get from embracing God's truth all the way to hearing his voice and walking with him in victory. And that was obviously back in episodes 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. We've talked the power of a covenant. We started with ownership. We've worked through understanding culture. We've understood, we've learned to understand the whole attachment principle and how that works. Okay, and we, we learn those pieces in episodes three and four and how all that unfolds. But now we need to start taking more steps. So what we've really been doing is just drinking spiritual milk. Okay, and Paul gives some depictions of that. But we want to get past the spiritual milk. You're not here to just drink spiritual milk the rest of your life. You're If you're like a newborn baby, that's great. But eventually that baby gets bigger, right? We don't want to just cre- keep drinking the spiritual milk. The spiritual milk is not going to taste good after a while. There's more to this than just receiving salvation, checking off my Sunday box that I went to church, and then going and just living my life and then collecting my fire insurance when I pass away. I mean, that's that's not really the gospel, okay? But that is how a lot of people live nowadays. And it's partly because we have not done a great job of educating ourselves and being educated enough to understand what is the Bible really trying to tell us? What is God's word showing us? Because God's word is active and it's alive. And it's supposed to be moving us forward. And that's how it's alive, is it lives in us. It's not just words written on a page, but these this is just a representation. It's actually supposed to be alive in our hearts and being actively seeking more. And not necessarily in seeking more for ourselves, but to build God's kingdom. Alright, so in Matthew chapter 28, we talk about we, we hear about the Great Commission, and, and most of you know what that is, and that is go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all things, and lo, I'm with you always even to the end of the age. So these are this is a command that God gives us through Christ, and Christ is getting ready to ascend into heaven, and he leaves that with the disciples. But how do we do that? How do we get to the level of connection with God to where we can just do that? Well, that takes time. I mean, understand that these disciples were with Jesus for three years, and it wasn't even until they would leave then, go back and wait till the Holy Spirit filled them, that they really started their ministry. They really started doing what Jesus had commanded them to do and go and make more disciples. For them, it really did not start till after that. And if you really want to take it to another deeper level, the age of the Gentiles and the church as we now know it did not even start really until Peter had the vision, the Acts 10 vision, and then all of a sudden that comes all into play. So that's just a little historical reference for you. But there's a lot of preparation time in here with for a lot of a lot of these different disciples because 
other people would come into the movement and they would have to be trained by these disciples. And then those that were trained would go and train more disciples. So it's this whole idea of multiplication. So I'm just kind of giving you a big picture here so you understand how this works. And the Bible is very clear about that that's really what we're supposed to do. It gives us that path. But to get to that point, we've got to deepen our connection with the Lord. And we need to be equipped before we go out and do that. I've seen a lot of people come to Christ and they're excited and they start sharing and they kind of get knocked around and they're not really fully equipped to go do that. All right. And to be able to handle some of the things that are coming on, because there's a lot of people out there that are very educated about things that may not necessarily be believers and they have good comebacks. I mean, let's just face it. They do. So what we want to do is equip you. All right. That's what this is about. It's about equipping you to not only to be able to share your faith, but to feel confident in your faith. All right. And you do that by first deepening your connection to God. It is not about God being like your Santa Claus, your customer service agent that you just call on him and he gives you something, but it's really understanding his will and how to walk in it and how to do that daily in faith. We're going to talk about some things here that I think are really important. And the number one thing is that we've got to come to God with an open heart. We've got to have an openness to him so he can work in us. And really what that means is we've got to become very coachable to the Holy Spirit. We got to allow God to coach us, to teach us, to be very teachable, to be very coachable, to be able to maneuver in us because there's a lot of pieces to us that need to be changed. I used to hear a phrase all the time that Jesus loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. And and there's so much truth to that. And and for us to change, we have to be coachable. I know I've mentioned this type of thing before, but there's a famous basketball coach, Doc Rivers, and I've, I've used this, and I don't know if some of you have heard this, but you know he said there's three types of players. There's the players that want to basically be left alone. They just do their job and, and move on. And then there's those players that want to be really good, and they want to be coached and pushed hard. And then there's the great ones, and they want the truth. They want it all. They just want the direct truth. You can kind of use that here in the Christian mindset. And which type of Christian are you? I mean, think about that. And which one do you want to become? And be honest about that. Matter of fact, don't even answer the question. Go to the Lord in prayer and let him reveal it to you. You know, which one you are. So one of the things on our Facebook group discipleship page, and I'll put the link here on in the notes if you want to join it. The first thing I did in lesson one, and we just started this, is that we want you as your first lesson just for one week Record what you do with God. Record your time with God. Don't And don't change anything. Just do what you do. And just record it. How much time are you spending with God? How much time are you spending reading the Bible? How much time are you spending in prayer? You know, your church time? All these things. Write those things down. And record the, how much time you spend. And, and then we'll go to the next lesson. And there's going to be other lessons posted on there and stuff. But that's kind of where we started. Well, you know what? If you have time, I would challenge you to do that. Because if we want to be that Christian that aspires, you know, almost like the great player, they want the truth, then we need to have things that bring out the truth. And we need to take this to God. We need to ask, we need to be praying to him and asking him, are we truly being the level of Christian that you are calling us to be? Are we walking the way that you're wanting us to walk? Nowadays, everybody talks about levels and everything, whether it's certain jobs or you know, sports or whatever. So I'll say it here. 
You know, you can kind of look at Christianity in those three levels. You know, I don't look at it as what is your title of your position, but I look at it as how hard are you working and how hard are you pursuing God and how hard are you working to pursue God, okay? Remember I talked about practicing God? Well, we need to practice God. We need to practice Him every day. Record that and, and get a sense of what kind of time you're spending with Him because this is important. What we don't want to do is get so trapped in all the other busyness of life because time will swallow you if you let it. And then we look back and we did not develop the most important relationship that really impacts every other relationship. And we didn't develop that like we should have and like we were called to. That's sad. Not a lot of things just break me down, but that breaks my heart to know that that happens. And I know it happens all the time. And so my prayer for you is that you will not be the Christian that just is barely hanging on by a thread, but that you're going to become that Christian that is consistently growing with the Lord and that you have an open heart. You're going to get to a point where you're going to get over the sensitivities of worrying about if I'm good, I'm bad, and, and you kind of get rid of that type of judgment and realize, you know what, I've got to grow and I'm going to pursue that growth all the time. I'm never going to stop. I'll have my little seasons where I take just a little time off, but it's not going to be very long because I'm not going to lose my way. I'm going to be focused on pursuing God and deepening that connection with him and fulfilling everything that he is calling me to fulfill. So that's my prayer for you. Okay. That's my prayer for each and every one of you. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast. And it starts with having the right mindset, which is really what we're doing. We're, we're developing a mindset and an attitude so that we can grow and deepen that our connection with God. So let's dive in here. The first thing that we're going to do is I'm going to I'm going to establish this here. We need to recognize that we are at war. This is a war that you're in. You didn't ask for it, but you were born into it. Adam and Eve sinned, and while the war existed, when they sinned, it plunged us right into the heart of it. From that point forward, this part of this line of mankind that survived the flood and genealogical line from Adam and Eve all the way to Noah and his sons. And that line is what survived. What we're going to focus on is, is from that point forward, this war that has been waged and it is being waged even as we speak every day. And I think it's important that we always acknowledge the war because the greatest deception of our enemy is to make us think he's not there. It's to make us think there's not really a war going on because it allows us to let our guard down. And when we let our guard down, then that's when the enemy can, can come in and take us. And deception is the first rule of war. We all wars based on deception. And we need to understand that. So if we're going to walk in the truth we got to first acknowledge that there is a war being waged. Okay, and we'll get into some uh, passages that, that cover that. And as a part of this war, we need to first remember that we have to surrender our will to God's will. We have to surrender ours and embrace His. And then we have to cling to His Word. God's Word is everything. And it's not just the Word of what's written but it's also his spirit because his spirit 
is the word and the word is spirit okay and it's alive and it's active and it's working inside of us and so we need to adopt this mindset that the word is going to penetrate us and it is going to drive us and it's going to lead us and it's going to lead our hearts we have to walk in his ways and we have to allow ourselves to be influenced to walk in his ways and we let the spirit lead us in walking in his ways and we do this by obeying him and in that obedience we obey his in walking in his ways and we also obey the when or the timing of when he wants us to do certain things so quite honestly if i'd have started this podcast last year i wasn't ready and in my mind i kind of thought i was and then when he called me to start the podcast i didn't actually think i was ready but now i kind of realize i am um but there's just some, there's little anxieties, you know, when you start releasing stuff and it's kind of out there. But but part of that reason I say that is because there's a timing for it. There's a, there's a win, okay, W H E N. There's a win. This should happen, and now's that time. And so I have to obey that timing, okay. So so those are the parts. So again, we acknowledge the war, we surrender to the will, we cling to the word, we and we embrace it. We walk in His ways through the Spirit. And we obey that win, that timing. And that's how we win. W-I-N. That's how we win. And I think it's important that we understand this concept. We embrace this. Now, one of the things that, that was happening back in the time of Moses is that Moses was not being allowed to cross over into the promised land. In Deuteronomy 8 and 9, Moses is going to say some things here. And of course, he does this through the whole book of Deuteronomy, but but right here, it's really important what he says, because this really embraces, not only for then, for the, for this group of people, this group of Israelites that were going to cross the Jordan and move in and take the promised land and establish what God wanted in that land, but it also is really for us too. And while we aren't going to be waging war in the human way, those type of weapons, the spiritual war is much the same. When we're called, it's almost like we're having our crossing the Jordan moment. We've wandered the wilderness, and now we're going to cross the Jordan. Just like Jesus was led in spirit into the wilderness to fast, but when he was done, then he was called to go. And so then he started gathering his disciples. It's the same thing. So he kind of had his crossing the Jordan moment as well. Really embodies that. And we need to follow that same model. So I'm going to just read this, Deuteronomy 8, starting with uh, chapter 8, verse 1. You must carefully follow every commandment I am giving you today, so that you may live and multiply and enter and possess the land that the Lord swore to give your fathers. Remember that these 40 years the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness, so he might humble you and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. He humbled you, and in your hunger he gave you manna to eat, which neither you nor your fathers had known. So that you might understand that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. You've heard that before, haven't you? You probably have heard that when Jesus used that in the temptation in the wilderness. In Matthew chapter 4, what happens is we get into the temptation in the wilderness. And again, Jesus, as he's being tempted by the devil, he decides... He's just going to pull this out on the devil. He's going to use the book of Deuteronomy, what's written there. And again, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's verse 4, chapter 4 of Matthew. I think it's important to understand that. Because 
this is showing the importance of the Word of God being in our hearts, that it serves as the nutrient in every aspect of our life. It is, it is what is our sustainer. Just like bread is such a stability of life for, for these people, the Word of God is even more important, and it's the same for us. The Word of God is more important than any food you're going to eat. Any, It's more important than breathing because the Word of God is what sustains you even after you die. Just kind of a saying to embrace is that you can either embrace the Word of God and surrender to it, or eventually it will devour you. I mean, that's just truth. Let's be the type of people that embrace the Word of God and that surrender to it. Okay, let's let's be that level of Christian. Let's be open to that. We have this moment here where Moses is speaking to these people. He's talking to them that God has been testing you. He's been testing all of us is what he's saying. And he's telling them how important that every word that comes from God is. It's more important than their food. Nothing in their life is more important than what comes out of the mouth of the Lord. We go back down to verse 5. So know in your heart that just as a man disciplines his son... So the Lord your God disciplines you. Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and fearing him. There needs to be fear. Fear matters. Fear of the Lord matters. And we need to understand that. Because that is a part of that whole ownership thing. We go right back to the first episode when we talk about ownership. We need to fear God. Because he is the owner. He is the king. We're his vessels. Just like here, these Israelites are starting, he's making them realize, you're my vessels here. You're just doing my will. This isn't about, God's trying to tell them, this isn't about you. And he's using Moses to say it. He's saying, this is about me. And we're going to keep going on, because when you get into Deuteronomy 9, that really spells it out. He just tells them flat out. But we'll get there. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks and fountains and springs that flow through the valleys and the hills. A land of wheat, barley, vines, fig trees, and pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. A land where you will eat food without scarcity. Where you will lack nothing. A land whose rocks are iron and whose hills are ready to be mined for copper. When you eat and are satisfied, you are to bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Here we go. Verse 11. Be careful not to forget the Lord your God, by failing to keep his commandments and ordinances and statutes, which I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses in which to dwell, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery." He led you through the vast and terrifying wilderness with its venomous snakes and scorpions, a thirsty and waterless land. He brought you water from the rock of Flint. He fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers had not known in order to humble you and test you so that in the end he might cause you to prosper. Think about that. You might say in your heart, the power and strength of my hands have made this wealth for me. But remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to gain wealth in order to confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers even to this day. If you ever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods to worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely perish like the nations that the Lord has destroyed before you. So you will if you do not obey the Lord your God. This is going to be the first part of this particular series here. 
in Deuteronomy 8 that I just read to you. And I wanted to read that while you're, you might be driving or whatever. I wanted you to kind of absorb what was being said there. And I'm going to challenge you this day. And we're going to talk more about this in this second part of this. Are you willing to be tested? Are you open enough to God that you can be trained and then you're willing to be tested? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to be humbled enough so that God can train and test you? Ask yourself that question. And more importantly, take that before the Lord and ask him. Take some time to contemplate that thought. Am I open enough to the Lord that when he wants to train and test me, am I open to that? Am I open to allow him to work in me in that way? I'm going to put some things in the notes that will help you not only remember what has been said in this episode, but also to help you start processing the things that will help you deepen your relationship with the Lord and kind of those starting points. I'm going to give you some verses, some that we've already spoke about today, as well as some others that may be coming in some future episodes here with that are tied into this lesson. And I'm also going to put in some ideas and things to start getting you thinking in that direction. Am I willing to be tested is a big deal because God is looking for willing participants. You don't have to be perfect. I'm not always speaking perfect on this podcast, but you have to be willing. You have to be available to the Lord. And I think that's such a big piece that is often neglected. We think we have to be this perfect speaker. Well, I will tell you, those guys that are really good at speaking, if you go back and listen to them or talk to them about when they first started, they probably will tell you they weren't very good. And that compared to then, that they are way ahead of the game now. And they would probably tell you that. Most of them will. But you will get better and better. But you have to practice God. you got to practice the things that he is wanting you to practice. And you've got to be open for him to train and test you. It's not just conviction, but it's discipline. Matter of fact, I think God will spend more time disciplining you. And that means driving you and pushing you in the direction that he wants you to go. Then he will rebuking you. Matter of fact, God gave the law to Moses. He spent more time talking about the law than he did about what Israel had been doing wrong. He was telling them what to do right. He was That is discipline. It's when you structure somebody to go in the right path or you structure yourself to do so. And that's what God gives us. He wants to structure us. It's not the rebuke. The rebuke usually is short-lived, but the disciplining is is a long process and that process is really the key to our daily walk with Christ we cannot walk in the spirit if we're not willing to be disciplined by the Lord and basically that just means for him to teach and train us and to test us we need to be willing participants in that and we're gonna continue this in the next episodes until next time go forth in total surrender to the one who owns and reigns over all creation.